0: Good evening, baseball fans. How you doing? Sean Murphy is going to the Atlanta Braves. What the heck are the Oakland A's doing in this trade? We're going to break it down. Chris Bassett is going to the Blue Jays. An old friend, Christian Vasquez, is not coming back to Boston. He's going to Minnesota. What does this mean for Carlos Correa? The Marlins are getting in on it. They're looking at Justin Turner. Sean Mania to the Giants. What does this mean for Carlos Rodon? How you doing, everyone? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Hello. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces here in the chat. We got moderators. We got Friendly Friends in the chat. What did I just say? Friendly Friends? I gotta go to bed soon. Chris, how you doing? Wolfpack 1977, what's going on? Nicholas, how you doing? One of our moderators, hello. Salt of the Earth, what is going on? Mark Andrew Nguyen, did I say that right? How you doing, my friend? Good evening. Kyle Ravensbergen, how you doing, my friend? Robert Sharpton, hello. Bill Nye, the science guy is in the chat. How are we doing, everyone? And uh, you are with me live here on YouTube, but now you can listen to this wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's Spotify, Google Stitcher, or uh, what's the other one? Apple. Apple. You can listen to podcasts on Apple, too. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can now listen to this show wherever you listen to them. So make sure to check those out sometime and make sure you leave me a five star rating if you like my face, of course, if you like my face. Um, But everyone, we got a lot of news to talk about tonight. You know, I wasn't going to go live initially, you know, waking up at the crack of dawn today. I'm thinking, all right, you know, I'll go to work today, come home. There'll probably be some rumors to talk about, maybe some news. I'll make a video. And uh, no, as soon as I get home today, all of the news and just everything started happening and it was just craziness the Sean Murphy trade happened and then Chris Bassett happened and then Christian Vasquez just happened a little bit ago so I figured I gotta go live there's too much to talk about to just cram in to one video so uh but everyone welcome 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 we got around 250 people in the chat but before I do get started if you are with me here live on YouTube. Think about subscribing down below. We're trying to get to 30k by opening day. So hit that subscribe button for me. Uh, Everyone hit that like button for me. That's going to help us get out there into the algorithm. I know it's annoying for us YouTubers to say hit the like button, but really it helps. It does. Whenever you can get likes early on in a video or in a stream, YouTube, it just shoots it up the charts, man. Hit the bell notification, share the stream as well and uh we do have to go over our main sponsor since this is now uh available on podcast through the Believe Podcast Network we have to go over tonight's main sponsor and that is bet online basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long, always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, enough of me talking. Let's get to the news, shall we? I had some coffee earlier. I'm awake. I'm probably not going to go to bed tonight. So what can you do? Uh, I actually have the music ready, everyone. I remembered the music. I'm good to go. Here we go. Uh, is it on? Is the music on? Why isn't the music playing? Now, Okay, I remembered the music finally and now it's not playing. Why is he not playing? All right, whatever. Here we go. Let's get to our main story of the night. And, uh, it was a blockbuster. Sean Murphy going to the Atlanta Braves. Remember when Alex Anthopoulos came out last week saying, nah, I don't really, uh, I don't really anticipate a trade happening. It's just not in the cards. It's nah. We, we, we like what we got here. We got Travis Darno. We got Contreras here. We're fine. And then all of a sudden the Braves acquire Sean Murphy today. Um, The Brewers getting involved in on this as well with the Oakland A's. I will talk about the Oakland A's in just a little bit. Um, But big move for the Braves. This is big. I know you're having to give up William Contreras here. He was really solid. We'll look at his numbers here in just a second. But Sean Murphy, this is one of the best catchers in all of Major League Baseball. Taking a look at the numbers last year. You know When you look at the slash line, I know why the music's not playing because my speakers are on mute. Why are my speakers on mute? There it is. The music. Okay. I got it. I don't know if you guys can hear it at home. I just realized it. Here we go. Uh, When you look at the slash line, you know, it's not anything that really jumps off the screen at you. It's fine. It's a, he hit 250 last year, 332 on base, a 426 slugging, a 122 wrc plus, 18 homers. You know, it's fine. Nothing amazing by any means, but where Sean Murphy really brings the value is on defense. One of the best defensors, one of the best defensive catchers in all of major league baseball last year. He's great with the pitching staff. This is going to be a fantastic fit for the Braves. When you can get a catcher like this, you know being in the same division as you know the phillies with j t romuto now all of a sudden this division with catchers man it is just stacked but i love this move for the atlanta braves it's just perfect you know this he's under control for the next few years he barely costs you anything this is exactly the kind of player that the atlanta braves want especially financially they love getting these guys that are under control. Uh, man, oh man, this Braves team looks really good. Now, what happens with Dansby Swanson? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But this lineup, even without Swanson, looks great. I mean, it's just solid. I love this move for the Atlanta Braves. Now for the Milwaukee Brewers. They get William Contreras, a young catcher, had a very good season offensively last year, hit 278. 354 on base, a 506 slugging, 138 WRC plus, 20 home runs. Now, the problem with William Contreras, it's the defense is just not all that great. But for the Brewers, this is really what they need. They need a bat, and uh, they're going to have to make up for it defensively somehow. I don't know if they got to work with them in the offseason, try and get that defense going a little bit, but... This bat is definitely a sight for sore eyes in this lineup. You know, sure, you had Adames, Rowdy Tellez, each hit over 30 home runs last year. You know, but Jelic, yeah, like his power has just completely disappeared. I just really like this bat. I really do. You got someone like a Jesse Winker, who could be a bounce-back candidate. Garrett Mitchell is an exciting young player. Bryce Terang, also a fun young player to keep an eye on. I really like the way this Brewers lineup is looking. William Contreras really helps it out a lot. All right let's get to the fun part shall we so let's get to the trade itself here we go so baseball trade values the best baseball trade simulator out there sure it's not going to approve every single trade that is made in real life but it's right around a 95 percent acceptance rate i think i've said that until i'm blue in the face there's going to be the haters out there there's going to be the non-believers of baseball trade values they're hanging around they're lurking in the shadows Waiting for a deal not to be approved so they can just say, Hi, I told you so. I told you so. And here, here you go. For all the haters out there, here you go. It was rejected. Uh, but this was awful for the A's. What the heck are the A's doing here? This is really bad. I mean, if you're looking at the total values here, Sean Murphy, right around $50 million worth of value. Why? Very productive, under control. For three years, barely cost you anything per year. Very, very good value for him. William Contreras, a young catcher, very productive offensively. If he was good defensively, William Contreras, his value would be through the roof. Um, but uh, Milwaukee, they also get another prospect as well. Uh, they got, they actually got a couple of prospects. One was not in the system on baseball trade values, so his value was unknown. Uh, but they got payamps so he's a prospect that hasn't really... Materialized as a right, hasn't really put anything uh, much of significance together. Um, but Milwaukee's still getting a couple of prospects here, and for Oakland, okay. Listen, I, I can I can maybe see where Oakland is coming from here. You get Kyle Muller, right? You get Esturi Ruiz, and you get uh what is this, Royber Salinas, right? And you get Tarnock as well, and you also got. Pina Pina was basically a throw in, obviously just to clear him off the roster. So you basically got four prospects here. So, but this is just bad. Overall, the total value going back to the Oakland A's right around 14 million. Maybe you could even go as high as say, you know, maybe around 20 million. If you want to maximize the values of these guys, if you cuz on baseball trade values you ha, you they go by a median value so <clears throat> which is the middle range but they also have a, a max value as well even if you max out all these values you're still only going to be probably a little under 20 million i don't understand what they were thinking here I, I don't get this we've seen this before with the Oakland A's and again you know sure we can sit here and we can criticize this And I can sit here and act like I'm an expert and I'm a scouting expert and I know everything about these players. I don't. I'm just a doofus that sits at my desk. But I trust the algorithms. I trust the numbers that I'm looking at. I trust the statistics. And from what I'm looking at here, when I'm looking at a guy like Sean Murphy, who is one of the better catchers in the game, he's young, he's under control, he doesn't really cost you all that much. Why are you only getting this? I don't understand. And when there was such a demand... There were so many teams that really could have used him. The Red Sox were in on him, supposedly. The Rays, the Guardians, the White Sox. I think even the Yankees checked in on him at one point. What the heck happened here? How do you only get this much? Again, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm not understanding this. Kyle Muller, I think, is fine. I like Kyle Muller as a, as a piece in a deal. I think that's fine. Last year, a, a small cup of coffee, not really all that much. Uh, but in AAA last year, actually, in 2021, he he did pitch in the majors in nine games. Had some okay numbers. Um, but in 2022, last year, in AAA, it was pretty solid. Over 23 starts, he had over 10 strikeouts per nine, two and a half walks per nine. He had an ERA of 3.41, a FIP of 3.52. But, you know, the velocity with him, it's it hasn't really, like, really shown is he has a 70 grade on his fastball, has a really good-looking slider, good curveball as well. Just hasn't really fully been able to put it together in the major leagues yet. Last year, in the three starts, he had an ERA over eight. He had a FIP over five. He was walking a ton of guys. But either way, I like Kyle Muller. Again, he's still very early on in his career, 25 years old. I like, I like this piece in the deal. I, I, to me, I just think... You could have for the fact that this is the leading guy in this deal. I think is an absolute, just it's devastating. Like, are you kidding me? I like him as a piece, just not the main piece. Um, Now, Esturio Ruiz, uh, I believe he went back to he came from the Brewers. He went back in the Josh Hader deal. If I'm if my memory is serving me correctly. Now, the thing with Esturio Ruiz, he's not. When you look at the grade, he has a 30-hit 30 grade, 35 for the future. There's not a whole lot of power there. He's a speedy guy. He has a 70 speed. However, the, the the defense is not amazing. He really His best tool is his speed. He's not really hitting for a lot of power. The most home runs that he's hit in the minors was 12 back in 2018, but he steals a ton of bases. Last year in A, over 28 games, This was in the Padres system. And so, or wait, he went with, did he go with Josh Hader? I think, sorry. I I know he was involved in the Josh Hader trade, but I think he went, did he go back with him? I can't fully remember. But overall, he played 37 games with the Brewers and then 28 games with the Padres. Overall, he hit over 300. He had over a 400 on base. The slugging was probably, it was right around like 460-ish. WRC plus right around 140, you know, but again, these, you know, this is a triple A. There's not a whole lot of power. How will this translate to the major leagues? I can see the intrigue behind him. So, and you know, he can move around in the outfield as well. There's a lot of athleticism with him. So I can see why the A's would, would like him. Now, when I'm looking at a guy like Royber Salinas, this is a guy with a big fastball, got a good curveball not too much of a changeup right now, but really he's a three pitch pitcher, but what really stands out with Royber Salinas, he strikes out a ton of guys right around 13 strikeouts per nine in high a ball last year in five starts at a ball last year. He had right around 20 strikeouts per nine (laughs) overall, looking at just the standard numbers, he had 52 strikeouts in A-ball over 23 and two-thirds innings. So he struck out more than half the batters that he, that he was going up against, right? Well, doubled the amount of innings, that, or he had double the amount of strikeouts than he had innings. High A-ball, he had 85 and a third innings pitched. He had 123 strikeouts. This guy strikes out a ton of guys. However, he walks a lot of guys. He had 51 walks in high A ball over those 85 innings. It's a lot of walks. There's, again, there's intrigue with him. There's something about the, like Kyle Muller, I think, is just solid. You know, he's a solid piece to get. Ruiz has speed. Salinas throws gas and can strike guys out. The Oakland A's, they've always been a little different when it comes to scouting. There's always been a little bit of a, an out of the box way of thinking with the Oakland A's. And I'm not just saying that because of the Moneyball movie. I'm just saying that's kind of just how they've always been. They just, they tend to look at players a little differently. So for the A's, maybe they feel like they've got something here. When I'm looking at it on paper right now, I don't know. I just really like Sean Murphy. I really like Wilson Contreras. Like to, and let's just, t- let's just talk about the Brewers here for a second. Like the Brewers basically gave up one piece basically one significant piece and you don't want to call him significant you know he's a good piece you know sure a speedy guy but they got a young catcher who is really good offensively what the, like the brewers just were like all right cool all right we're we're happy to be here okay yeah we'll 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 join in it's like they were just hanging out in their office probably playing shuffleboard or something looking at some kind of analytics on the computer and all of a sudden they get a phone call Hey, uh, will you take Wilson Contreras in this deal? All you got to give up is is Estuary Ruiz. And they're thinking, uh, uh, okay, what's the catch? No catch. None. Okay. Sure. That's exactly how I think just how this happened. I don't understand this deal. for like the Brewers basically just got like a birthday gift. I don't know. I would love to know how th- I would love to be a fly on the wall. With each of these teams, right? The Braves, of course. Whatever they wanted a good catcher, but I want to know the reaction of the Brewers front office, and I want to know the reaction of the A's front office. It's just, uh, it's crazy. This is a, this is a crazy trade, and uh, man, what else is there to say? Um, there was also Tarnick, who came over in this deal. Tarnick, I believe he's. Uh, oh yeah, I left out Freddie Tarnick as well. Apologies for that, but he went back to the Oakland A's. He actually pitched in one game, so let me actually pull up Freddie Tarnick here. So here we go. One second, everyone. So he is now the eleven, the number eleven prospect on pipeline. Randy Hibbs, thank you for subscribing down below, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, but Tarnick, again, you know, another pretty solid piece. I would say he's not going to be, you know, leading the way in terms of value. But overall, last year, he pitched in double A and triple A. He had 25 games overall, 23 starts, over 10 strikeouts per nine, right around three and a half walks per nine. The one thing with Tarnick, though, when I'm looking at his ERA and triple A, it was a 3.68. But his FIP was a 4.64. So that's a full run higher. But the one thing with Tarnick, he's got some velocity. Last year when he came up in the, he pitched in one game with the Braves last year, he was averaging 96.7 miles an hour on the fastball. So there is something there with him. There's some velocity. There's some stuff there. So in the end, only time will tell how this trade works out. Again, I, I when I'm looking at it right now, I don't like it. Most people don't like it. Even if they're not a fan of baseball trade values, I think most people will look at this and be like, "Really Oakland? Like you couldn't even get like you know a good prospect? Like you couldn't even like you couldn't get Vaughn Grissom, you know? Like you couldn't get anything else, you know, out of this? Like you got, you know, Kyle Muller you, know, you couldn't even get like another piece, like, like a Jared Schuster or anything, you know, like anything like from the Brewers. You couldn't get, you know, a South Relic, you know, nothing. You couldn't even, you couldn't get like a young picture, like, a, like an Ashby. So I don't know. I think most people, when they're looking at this package for the Oakland A's, it's just not really all that exciting. However, again, like I said, only time will tell. Now, it's interesting when I'm looking here at, you know what? I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it here. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till I talk about, I'm going to talk about Christian Vasquez here in a little bit. I was going to dive into some catchers, but I will wait uh, until I talk a little Christian Vasquez. So we got around 500 people in the chat. Everyone, thank you for stopping by tonight. How you doing? How you doing? But let's move on to our next story here. Um, oh, you know, Oh, hey. Christian Vasquez, this is my next story. So let's dive into it, shall we? We're talking catchers. So uh, Christian Vasquez going to the Minnesota Twins. I had a little bit of hope that uh, maybe, maybe he could come back to the Red Sox. I never bought it, though. I've been I've been on the record saying this, and uh, that is, I don't think Heim Bloom was ever a big fan of Christian Vasquez. Uh, that's just my own personal opinion. As soon as Heim Bloom arrived on the scene in Boston, Christian Vasquez's name started coming up in trade rumors. You saw there were trade rumors with the Tampa Bay Rays. There were trade rumors with the Mets, right? Remember, it was that 2020 season. Um, and, you know, it's like, really? Christian Vasquez? You're going you're gonna to try and trade this guy? What? And uh, it was so weird. I remember like thinking the Rays wanted Christian Vasquez. I'm like, what? They're going to trade him within the division? Are you crazy? What the heck are you talking about? But um, I like this move for the Minnesota Twins. I really do. So let me actually here pull up the Twins. They did not have a lot of production last year at the catching position. If I pull up the catchers uh, from a team ranking point of view, um, Minnesota – offensively last year weren't great but defensively they were fine overall they ranked 13th on fan graphs when you combine the offense and the defense so you could you could have used an upgrade there if we're taking a look here um you know Gary Sanchez he's not there anymore he's a free agent now Sanchez you all know how I feel about Gary Sanchez. That guy's a brick wall. Uh, but Ryan Jeffers—I don't mean that in a good way. You had Ryan Jeffers there. You know, you know. Funny enough, with Gary Sanchez, his defense was actually okay last year uh, with the Twins. So Ryan Jeffers was pretty good defensively. But they needed something. I—I—and I, Christian Vasquez is not going to be, you know, an offensive transcending player. You know, he's his offense actually when you look at his offensive numbers his offense on fan graphs it was actually worse than Gary Sanchez I am Ryan Jeffers but Christian Vasquez brings in my opinion intangibles to me this is a guy you want on a winning team I really like Christian Vasquez he could he always seemed to come through for you when you really needed him you know came through with a clutch hit um But he handled the pitching staff extremely well. He was just a leader out there. You know, just so prepared all the time. You know, when with the Red Sox, people always raved about he was always the first one in, last one out. Like Jason Veritek, you know, very similar to that. Um, I I loved Christian Vasquez. Because you knew he wasn't bringing you an amazing bat. You just knew he was going to bring you good defense. He was going to... Handled the pitching staff really well. He was just a guy that you just want to have around in a winning culture. You know, that's what I like about it. And the Twins, I think they're on their way. They, we'll talk about Carlos Correa here in just a little bit. They definitely got to find a way to bring that guy back. But, man, if you can bring him back, I like the way this team looks. You know, with a, a winning player like a Christian Vasquez, I love it. I really love it. So... We'll just have to wait and see here. Now, when I'm looking here, when I'm looking at the Red Sox, you know, I know we're talking Twins here. I like the move for the Twins. However, when I'm looking at the Red Sox, what are they going to do here about catcher? Cuz you know, I'm talking about the Red Sox because there were some reports that the Red Sox were considering bringing Christian Vasquez back. It seemed like in the end Christian Vasquez, I forgot to say the the terms of the deal, it was a 3-year $30 million deal. I think that's pretty solid overall, and I will double-check on fan graphs. You can check out values. Um, yeah, uh, last year he was worth $13 million. overall. I think when you look at the average over the last few years, I think that's right around what he should be getting. I think $10 million is a pretty fair number for a Christian Vasquez. But when I'm looking at the Red Sox, when it comes to catchers, they got a couple options here. Well, now that Sean Murphy's off the board, you know, they were connected with him. They were connected with Vasquez, but both those guys are off the board now. What are they going to do here? You got Connor Wong, right? You got Reese McGuire. I could see them just going with that. I really could. Cause I, Heim Bloom, he made that trade for Mookie, right? He brought back Connor Wong, Verdugo, Jeter Downs. I could really see him giving Connor Wong a chance, at least like in a platoon style, because you have Reese McGuire, who is good defensively. I really could see them going with that tandem. However, I am not, I'm, I'm telling you this. Some of you might be hearing this for the first time. I could be very wrong about this. I'm just, I'm just speculating. I've said this on this stream many times. So if you're hearing, if you're hearing this for the first time, here you go. I would not be surprised if Heim Bloom signs Gary Sanchez at all. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. He is exactly the kind of player I could see Heim Bloom bringing in a power right handed bat. I'm not saying I want this, so don't come at me saying, Robbie, what are you thinking? What? Gary Sanchez? No, I think Heim Bloom could want Gary Sanchez. I could see such an oddball signing like this. I could see that power right handed bat. At Fenway Park, I could see Bloom envisioning it if you can get him on a cheap deal. Absolutely. Pair him with Reese McGuire. Connor Wong is a bit of an unknown when it comes to offense, at least with Gary Sanchez. Again, I'm not saying I want this, but when you're looking at Gary Sanchez, it's, you know what you are getting with him. You are getting power. And uh, let me actually pull up his numbers again. One second here. Here we go. So Gary Sanchez last year, the slash line is so bad. Hit 205, a 282 on base, 377 slugging. He had 16 homers and 61 RBIs. He had a 172 ISO. It's been horrible, I guess. But I'm just uh, be on the lookout. Don't completely discount the Red Sox maybe taking a look at Gary Sanchez. I'm just saying. I don't want it. I don't want it. It really comes down to do... I don't think they're going to bring in someone like an Omar Navias. I don't think that. I think if they're going to bring in a catcher, I think it's going to be an offensive catcher. It just really comes down to do they think Connor Wong can handle part-time duties or do they want to go with someone that has been in the major leagues in Gary Sanchez who could be <laughs> could you imagine if he if he got himself kind of back on track to what when he was good with the Yankees and the, and if he was just going off with power at Fenway Park oh my i mean again I, i'm not saying i want this i i don't i don't think it's going to happen it could happen though just be on the lookout i could see heim bloom doing something like that um but that's just my opinion what do i know however Moving on here, the, the catching market, it's uh, its pretty much done now. It's pretty much done. Wilson Contreras, Christian Vasquez, Sean Murphy, all off the board now. So pretty much. Uh, and then there's Mike Zanino. I, I am curious to see where Mike Zanino ends up going. Uh, you do have someone like a Tucker Barnhart. He has been getting some interest out there. Um, so there's a few guys. So we'll have to wait and see how it all develops. But since we're talking about the Twins... Let's talk a little Carlos Correa. And uh, it looks like the Twins have offered him a historic deal. And uh, so let me pull up the article here. Hold on just one second here. Where is it? One second here. Oh, man. Of course I lost it. There it is. All right, here we go. So, the biggest contract offered in Twins history, the biggest contract in history was Joe Maurer's $184 million extension. With inflation, that is worth $252 million today. Um, Correa most likely is going to be getting probably a double digit, uh, double digit years, most likely, I would think. And uh, probably going to get over three, not even probably, will get over $300 million. So that would be the largest contract for the Minnesota Twins in their history. But now it looks like we have confirmation, according to this article, they're saying they've offered him a bunch of deals. And it looks like one of these deals has, it is confirmed that it would be the richest deal in twins history, so we know it. We now know at least that the twins they're not just trying to offer like five year deals, six year deals, they have offered him some pretty big time blockbuster deals. So we'll have to just keep our eyes on this. I do think right now, also, I'm getting a lot of lag. I'm getting a lot of lag right now. Let me know in the chat if, if it's if your stream is doing okay. I'm having a little bit of lag on my end. I don't know if it's just the YouTube app or whatever, but it keeps stopping on me. So let me know if you are getting a bit of lag. But for the Twins, I just said this, you know, with Christian Vasquez, you got to find a way to bring Kraya back. You know, the Giants, will they be able to land him? You know, obviously missing out on Aaron Judge. It's, they have said themselves, it's a little hard to lure guys over to San Francisco, especially when you know they've never really spent any significant time over on the West Coast. We'll have to wait and see on that. I still think the Orioles can be a sneaky team for him. Uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot of action from the Orioles. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, I thought Correa would have been a great piece for them. I don't know. What do I know? But we're, you know there's the Cubs. You know, we saw the Cubs last offseason where they, it seemed like they really wanted him, but they didn't want him for a very long-term deal. So, I don't know. The Twins, when you look at these teams, when you look at all the options out there, it seems like the Twins might be the team that offers him, that makes the best offer. And I think that's where Correa is going to go. Uh, Correa, you know, if the Kansas city Royals came out and said like, Hey, we'll give you, you know, 10 years, 320, I don't think he'll end up going there because he, he does want to compete. He does want to try and win championships. So I don't think he's just going to go to any team, but the twins, I think I could see maybe why Correa is a little hesitant because when you look at the team, there is, there's a lot of good, this is like the same thing with the twins every year. There's good pieces But they're just never able to put it together. You know, they don't got a lot of superstars. You know, talent at the end of the day. You know, the cream rises to the top. And I don't know. I just wonder what Correa is thinking there. Um, I guess supposedly he had lunch last week with Rocco Baldelli. I saw a report on that. That those two got some lunch. And Rocco Baldelli was saying that, you know, Correa, you know, he had a lot of knowledge on the Twins farm system. He was, you know, saying some good things about the younger players in the farm. So we'll have to wait and see how this ends up going, man. I I think Correa, if the Twins can find a way to bring him back, that would be amazing for them. I love the Vasquez move. Not just, no, and that's not even a biased statement. I know some of you might be thinking, oh, you just think Christian Vasquez is good because he's on the Red Sox. Well, Well, yeah, that too. But Christian Vasquez, you know, just because he was on the Red Sox, you know, don't, Take that lightly. Playing in Boston is not easy. I'm saying that like I know, like, you know, playing in, what playing in Boston is like. But obviously, being a fan of this team for over 25 years, I, I understand how these fans are. It's a pressure cooker over there in Boston, and Christian Vasquez handled it like nothing. So to me, Vasquez is a great addition for any team. So I think for the Twins, if you can bring Correa, you need that talent. You need that kind of a player they don't have that kind of a player you know Buxton sure but the guys always hurt um Correa was probably their most consistent player last year so they got to find a way to bring him back will their historic offer their the most uh the most money offered in Minnesota Twins history be enough to land Carlos Correa we'll have to wait and see on that but let's shift gears here We've talked Christian Vasquez, we've talked Carlos Correa, we've talked Sean Murphy. Let's shift gears here. The Blue Jays finally did something besides Kevin Kiermaier bringing in Chris Bassett. I mean, look at them. I like this move. I think it's a really solid move. And uh, most likely now, this means that I'm going so blank right now on the name. Wow, I'm going blank on the name right now. Ross Stripling. Oh my goodness, I could not remember that name. But uh, the Blue Jays are basically replacing Ross Stripling with Chris Bassett. And I like it. Chris Bassett is like a workhorse kind of a guy. He's going to go out there. He's going to give you his starts. He's going to make his turn every fifth day. He's going to give you a pretty solid outing every single time. I like it. And I think for the Blue Jays, it felt like they were lacking a little bit of stability in the rotation. I like Ross Stripling. He had a very underrated year last year. But when it comes to track record, I think I'd rather have someone like a Chris Bassett. I think Stripling could be really solid anywhere he goes. But Bassett, you know, showed what he could do in Queens last year. A lot of expectations there. And he handled it very well. I like it for the Blue Jays. I think it just adds a little bit more stability to this rotation. Manoa, Gosman, and Bassett now. And then you got Barrios. Barrios had a bad year last year. I don't expect Barrios to have another bad year. I think Barrios will bounce back this coming year. Um, that's, I mean, who knows? But that's, I just like Barrios. His track record has shown that he is way better than what he was last year. But Bassett, again, he brings stability to the Blue Jays. Um, you know, so far, the Blue Jays have not done much. What's going to happen with Danny Jansen? Are they going to move him? You know, you got uh, Alejandro Kirk. You got Gabriel Moreno. I would think Danny Jansen would be the guy they try to move. Um, so I still think there is a deal waiting there. But I like kind of the way the Blue Jays are looking right now. Um You brought in Eric Swanson for the bullpen. You know, I guess when you really think about it, I feel like the Blue Jays, maybe they haven't had the most exciting offseason, but I feel like they've added some pretty solid players. Kevin Kiermaier defensively is going to be an upgrade for them in center field. Bassett offers a little more, again, I use the word stability, for the rotation. And Eric Swanson is a really good bullpen piece that they kind of lacked last year. So... You know, I'll actually say, I feel like the Blue Jays have had a pretty decent offseason so far. You know, it's nothing exciting. You know, they haven't made any big splashes like bringing in George Springer, you know, but it's a pretty nice offseason so far, I think, after, you know, look before Bassett, it was a little underwhelming, Um, but with Bassett, I like it. I I would say right now, the Blue Jays, you're probably, if you're looking at a letter grade right now for the Blue Jays, I would say a B. You know, I I think they need to do a little bit more, but I know. Oh, good. uh, Good point. Brian in the chat. Don Mattingly as well. Thank you. I'm thinking just in terms of players, but absolutely Don Mattingly. I feel like they're just adding pieces to this team. They're trying to create a winning culture here. They're just trying to bring in solid guys. They're just kind of buffing out the edges. You know, they got the talent. They got the stars. They just kind of needed to add these little pieces here to just put together a, a solid team. So I, I like what they're doing. I like it. Well, can they, you know, maybe acquire another bat, you know, ship off Jansen somewhere, maybe get another good left-handed bat for this lineup. Maybe we'll have to see, but uh, I like it. Chris Bassett last year had himself a good season, had over 180 innings pitch, 30 starts, 3.42 ERA. He's a solid guy. I like it. And I think uh, Blue Jays fans will love some Chris Bassett. Let's move on here. Let's move on. And uh we got speaking of solid players, let's talk a little Justin Turner, shall we? A little Justin Turner. Let's talk about the Marlins. What the heck are the Marlins doing? They haven't been doing anything. They've been in the news. Their the name has popped up, but not a whole lot has been going on with the Marlins. But in their quest to acquire a bat, they have made an offer. Justin Turner I really thought man I really thought they could have landed Jose Abreu that was my pick for them and uh they did not get it done it was a little too out of their price range I don't know what what do I know I think you should have dished out the money for the guy but Justin Turner I would like it for the Marlins to be completely honest with you you know Turner last year he was way better in the second half and uh he got off to a bit of a slow start. Overall, ended up having a really solid season. He did miss some time. He was injured a little bit last year. 128 games. He hit 278. He had a 350 on base. A 438 slugging. A 123 WRC plus. You know, sure, maybe the defense isn't quite what it was before. It wasn't very he wasn't very good defensively last year. But uh this is a guy. He's just he's just a pros pro. He's a good teammate. He gets on base. I feel like this would be a really nice signing for the Marlins. You know, someone to just a veteran guy that kind of loosens up the clubhouse a little bit, you know, brings a little fun, you know, brings that veteran leadership a little bit. I would like it for this team. I think they could use it, you know, at third. You got Joey Wendell right now. Jorge Soler is in the DH spot, you know, but with Wendell, you can move Wendell around. He can play some other positions as well. He can play short. He can play second. So, You know, there's some spots for him, you know, where he can move around a little bit. And, uh, you know, Solaire, it is a little cramped right now when you're looking at these guys who they have under contract. But I think Turner would be a really nice addition. Um, It says the Marlins offer, according to Craig or Barry Jackson and Craig Mish of the Miami Herald, that the Marlins offer is competitive. So, hey. Can they get it done? Can they get it done? I mean, the Marlins, it seems like they just, last offseason, they made those couple of signings, bringing in Soler, uh, brought in Aviseo Garcia. Can they add one more guy? Can they add one more guy? I would love Turner for them, man. I would love it. So keep your eyes on this one. Justin Turner, could he be a Miami Marlin? We'll have to wait and see. But let's finish off tonight's episode with a little San Francisco Giants. They just recently acquired Arson Judge and uh but adding to Arson Judge, they signed Sean Menaya. I actually predicted, now, you know, I'm not saying it like I'm patting myself on the back. My predictions are horrible overall right now, but I did see a match with Sean Maniah and the Giants. The Giants, they have had a bit of a track record when it comes to bringing in guys that have struggled. And Sean Maniah is a guy last year, you know, Padres fans were very excited when he came over. He just didn't really quite have the season that that you thought he was going to have. Um, Really just became a bit of a non-factor. Just wasn't really all that great. But the Giants, I think in a more spacious ballpark, I think could have a good effect on him. Two-year deal. So the Giants, they feel like there is something there. You know, it's a, where they trust him to give him a two-year deal. And uh, I like the move, honestly. I, I think it's a really solid move. He just pitched in the West last year, so he's familiar with the division. He's been on the West Coast his whole life. But um, all of a sudden, you know, if you can get Manaya to kind of get back to his old ways, it's really solid. Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, Sean Manaya Alex Wood, Desclafani. You know, they, remember, they brought in guys... In the last couple of years where they, you know, really struggled, like someone like Des Clefani, Alex Wood are a couple examples right there. They got those guys turned around a couple of years ago. They didn't have very good seasons last year. But Minaya, I think they could do something with him. We'll have to wait and see. But what does this mean for Carlos Rodon? It there is a report from uh, good old Susan Slucer. She was the one that was reporting. Aaron Judge was leaning towards going to the Giants. Well, there are a few people out there that were reporting that, but she was one of them. Um, and uh, but she is still saying that they remain engaged with Carlos Rodon. Again, I'm talking here earlier Carlos Correa, you know, and the Twins, they need to find a way to bring him back. You got to find a way to bring Carlos Rodon back. I'm sorry. But like I understand here. There's a lot of teams out there that would love Carlos Rodon. But you have to find a way to keep this guy. He was so good for you last year. Listen, when you got good players, you got to keep the good players. You gotta keep him. As long as the you know the terms are good for both sides. You know, if you can find a way to make it happen, then you gotta make it happen. Carlos Rodan, you got to find a way to keep him. He was so good. Numbers were fantastic. I think he got snubbed for being a finalist for the Cy Young last year. That's just my opinion. But I really like, like if you got Rodon here, I think you have a really good rotation, Uh and if, especially if you have Mania, if you can get him back on track. And then, you know, the, the Giants, I, in a way, even without Aaron Judge, I still kind of like this team. You know, there's just something about this team that I just, I, with Haniger. if they can get him going too, There's something about this Giants team I kind of like, you know, but you got to get Rodon. That's a huge, huge factor right there. But John Heyman, he chimed in tonight saying the Yankees are expected to make a formal offer to Carlos Rodon very soon. We had reports that Carlos Rodon is looking for a seven-year deal. (sighs) Will the Yankees do a seven-year deal for Carlos Rodon? I don't know. But Aaron Judge told the Yankees when he re-signed with them, he said, hey, I need some improvements on this team. I need you guys to go out and make some moves. You got to do some things. And looks like they're trying very hard. But will they go seven years? I don't know. Maybe. I've been saying this for a long time. I've said this until I'm blue in the face. The Yankees need a number two starter. They need it. I love Nestor Cortez. He's not a number two. He's a three. Or maybe a four in a good rotation. I'll say three because he did have a really good season, but you got to get a number two. I think Rodon would be perfect. Cole, the righty, Rodon, the lefty, at the top of the rotation. I think it makes a ton of sense. You gotta get this done if you're the Yankees. But who knows? You got other teams in on him. The uh the Cardinals. The Red Sox, have popped up, I've, their names have popped up a little bit with Rodon. I don't see him landing there. The Dodgers, you know, he's already out there on the West Coast. Could the Dodgers swoop in last second? They've been pretty quiet this offseason. They got some flexibility. They got some money to spend with Trey Turner going to the Phillies. Could they just swoop in, come in at the last minute, and sign Rodon? I feel like they could use a, a top-of-the-rotation guy like that. Look out. Look out. I could see the Dodgers easily getting in on Carlos Rodon. But it'll be interesting to see where these sweepstakes end up going. Uh, We do have a couple of super chats here. A couple of super chats in the chat. Connor Gray. Any moves for the Cardinals soon? You know, when I'm looking at the Cardinals, man... You know, I kind of like the Cardinals. I feel like I just said Rodon. They really could use a guy like that. If I'm looking at some other pictures out here, there's not really any, like, notable kind of guys that I think is going to really be a a game changer for the Cardinals. Um, I think they're done. You know, you got Wilson Contreras. I think it's really, you're pretty much good, you know? Could they maybe go after someone like Swanson? possibly Edmund could move to another position. Um, I wouldn't count out the Cardinals for Swanson maybe. So, you know, I think the Cardinals could make some moves, but I feel like they look, they look all right right now. I would like them to add a, a more of a, a top of the rotation kind of a guy, like a shutdown kind of a guy, right? I like Wayne, I like Michaelis. I like these guys, but you know, Rodon would be a game changer for them. Uh, thank you, Connor Gray. I appreciate that. Trevor Crandall, how you doing? Do the Red Sox make a splash with a trade? You know, there was a there was an interesting little story out here that the Red Sox could maybe be looking into possibly getting in on the trade market. So, where was I seeing this? I think I think there was actually a quote from Heim Bloom. Oh, it was on the Athletic. So, let's talk about this real quick. So here we go. Let me pull this up. So Bloom actually did make some quotes here. Uh, He said, he talked to The Athletic today, and he said, I actually think the trade market could be a really good route to adding impact to our club. We are looking into a lot of significant moves uh, as long as we can do it in a way that isn't just robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's actually moving us forward in 2023 and giving us a chance to make a significant step forward from where we sit today. Hey, Bloom, I love it, man. I love it. But when you're looking at significant moves, I don't know. I'm thinking, why the heck? Why didn't you get Sean Murphy? Why couldn't you have gotten Sean Murphy? You got, they got him for peanuts. Why could you not get involved on that? I don't understand that. Like, you could have got, you could have made something happen there for Murphy. You really could have. I don't understand why they couldn't get anything done. After seeing what the trade was, you couldn't get it done? What were you doing? Were you shopping at Ross Dress for Less? Were you looking at some polos? You know, they're on the sale rack. $5 polos at Ross Dress for Less. Heim Bloom. I know you like your polos. But come on. What are you doing? Why could you not get that done? Hey, listen, I love the Jansen move. I love the Martin move. I love Yoshida. I'm excited about him. But um, I don't know. When I'm looking at baseball trade values, when I'm looking at guys that the Red Sox could trade, now there are. I'm not saying there's not. The Red Sox, they're not going to, you know, give off any of these younger, like these good younger guys. They're not going to give up Cassis. They're not going to give up Bayo. They're definitely not going to give up Meyer. I don't see that happening. That, that, no way. That was a birthday gift for them. If they give him up, no oh, I wouldn't li- I would never live it down. Um you do have some younger guys. You know like a Cadeni Raffaella shot up through the system could you sell high on him? He has a 15 million dollar value. That could that could bring in someone decent. Could? I don't see this happening. Because the Red Sox do need to hang on to pitching. Could Tanner Houck be a bit of a trade chip? I don't know. I don't know if teams would even really want Tanner Houck because he had some problems with his back last year. Uh, but when I'm really looking at some of these other guys. You know, you got Miguel Blyce, international player. But other than that, there's not really a whole lot of other guys that have a ton of value. There is Duran. Could you trade him? But he's lost a lot of value. He's only at around like $6 million right now. Brandon Walter, he came up through the system last year. He was doing pretty well, but then he got hit hard when he went to AAA. Blaze Jordan, he's got a little value at around $5 million. Um, Verdugo, he's right around $7 million of value. They got some pieces, but I... I'd be shocked if they traded Meyer, Cassis, or Bayo. Devers, they got to find a way to get this guy locked up. Um, I don't know, man. You know, seeing Bloom make these kind of comments, I I don't know. It's interesting because he says there are deals out there, but he's not just going to make a deal to make a deal. He goes on to say here, frankly, the vigor of the free agent market has moved a lot of the asks in trades to a point where I think it's been harder to make deals but I think that will start to change. Sometimes you just, I agree with him there. You do have to kind of just let things marinate and you kind of just have to let the off season just organically happen. You know, sometimes you just can't force things. You just got to kind of let things happen. And sometimes a deal can just fall into your lap. Kind of like the Milwaukee Brewers today getting William Contreras. They're playing putt-putt in their office and all of a sudden they get a phone call. Hey, you want William Contreras? All you got to give up is this guy. Oh, uh, okay, sure. You know, sometimes you just need to let uh to let things just happen. So he goes on to say here, um, I think there are deals we could make, especially if they involve young major league players that might capture a headline, but might not necessarily make you better. So I wondered who he's talking about. You know, because he's saying here there are players out there. That could draw some headlines. I don't know. if I'm thinking of some guys. You know, could that mean maybe like a Brian Reynolds? Could that mean... And when he says make you better, I think he's talking in terms of the organization. I don't think he's talking just strictly in terms of the major league team. I do think he means the organization as a whole. So someone like Brian Reynolds is kind of the first one that came to my mind that would take headlines. But would that make your organization better? You'd have to give up some pieces for him. And you'd have to give up a significant piece for him. I don't know if they want to do that. Um, They might just add in one place and subtract in another. As I said all along, since getting here, we value being a consistent contender. And so guys that are in the pipeline are going to be part of the years ahead. But what happens now matters. And for the right impact, absolutely, we would be willing to. And really look to use that stockpile of prospects. So he's only going to trade prospects if it only makes sense. It's going to be a, a guy under control. I don't see him giving up Meyer, Bayo, or Cassis, though. I, I think those guys are off limits. So um we'll have to wait and see, man. But the Red Sox, they are in on the trade market. Uh G-Dubs, how you doing, my friend? Angel's next move. Swanson, maybe trade for Adamus. Very possible. They definitely could use a shortstop how much money they decide to spend on a shortstop. I don't know, man. I don't know. The Angels are kind of just like this weird team right now. They're very active in the beginning. It almost makes me wonder if they were active in the beginning so they could just try and get out ahead of everyone so they wouldn't lose out on these guys that they went after. I don't know. You know, are they done with their spending? Are they done? I mean, do they maybe just stick with what they have at shortstop for right now? You you have Urshela. I mean, I could see this lineup being the lineup. So Urshela, you could move him to second if you sign Swanson. Um, But again, do they want to be just going after, you know, these guys? You know, if he goes to LA, I don't think he goes to the Angels. I think he would go to the Dodgers, if anything. So I don't know, man. The Angels, after all these years, man, they, they look good on paper going in. But will they actually be able to put it together? I don't know. But everyone, I want to thank you all for coming out tonight. We had over 500 people for the entire night. Uh, the initial goal for tonight was 150 likes, but if we can get to 200 likes by the end, that would be amazing. Uh, real quick, before I do get out of here, we did have Bet Online as our sponsor for tonight's show. The code is B L E A V, believe to get a 50% welcome bonus. But don't forget about our sponsors here on the channel. We have SeatGeek, use my code HIDE, 20 bucks off. Prize Picks, if you're, if you're into the sports betting game, like Bet Online, you wanna try something a little different, go try Prize Picks. You can go play the over-unders. They will give you a 100% deposit match if you use my code GINGER. And go check out Manscaped. We're trying to land them as a full-time sponsor. We need to have at least eight people use the code HIDE. H-Y-D-E. You get 20% off. They got a lot of great products on there. Go check it out. I've used them myself. I wouldn't advertise it if I didn't like their stuff. So, everyone, I'm going to get out of here. I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. Uh, Whether you're here with me live on YouTube or whether you're listening to me, you know, on the road, at the gym, on a walk, making breakfast, whatever you're doing. If if, if that's on your favorite podcast platform, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, everyone, thank you again. Hit that like button for me on the way out if you can. And as always, everyone, I'll talk to you next time.